Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, ladies and gentlemen. This is the end of day wrap up. Uh, the Armor Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Uh, I'm Brett Rosenthal, the creator of this channel and our website, armorreport.com. I created this process for the individual managing their own capital, taking on that task, which is monumental, but I commend you for doing it. At the same time, what you're going to find is that you need access to information and an understanding of how to build that information flow on your own. And that's what I created the Armor Report to, to help you learn how to do. Okay. Um, what I'm sharing with you is a process I've developed over 35 years of doing this. I call it the Armor Investing Way. It breaks down into three stages. Building our whiteboard, which is fundamental research using algorithms to find our entry and exit points for execution. And then, of course, marrying all that with the correct stop-loss discipline. And that process, if executed over and over again, will allow the probabilities to work out in your favor and over time can increase net worth. So tonight what I want to do is talk about a couple of things. First of all, over the weekend, there was a lot of discussion on Twitter about the merits of investing in cannabis ETFs, MSOS, YOLO, MJ, versus buying individual cannabis stocks directly, okay? And I really want to go over that and explain the differences because clearly, clearly, there is a misconception on Twitter, okay? And it's so glaring that I feel it's important we... We air this out tonight so you all understand the differences and how to judge the way to build your portfolio based on your own risk tolerance, things you want to do. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. I didn't jump into these conversations on Twitter over the weekend because they seemed so um, um, it seems so obvious to me the answer. And yet there was a lot of people that were confused. Okay, so instead of getting in there and debating, I thought we'd have this conversation tonight. If you have any questions, feel free to fill up the board. I'll get to that at the end and we'll go over it back and forth if you wish. I'm going to lay it out for you step by step. The reason why using MSOS or YOLO or even MJ as a core holding, as a hub for an investing wheel in cannabis where you have spokes, perhaps individually names, but the hubs, let's focus on MSOS tonight, which is the U.S. cannabis market, okay? I'm going to share with you the importance of that hub, and we're going to discuss a little bit the differences. And then what I want to do is I want to break down for you. I, a lot of um, Armor Insiders have been asking this question, and a lot of you subscribers on YouTube asking, um, the question of stop losses, you know, some, per, perhaps sometimes the stop losses are chopping you up and you realize you put 10 trades on and you only make money out of three because the stop loss chops you up on seven. And it's so important to marry the stop loss with the correct entry point. Otherwise, absolutely true. Stop losses will kill you. 
So I thought what we do tonight is just go through some charts so I can show you graphic representation of what it means to buy right and then what the correct stop is. Okay, and I hopefully over time, if we do these types of educational videos, you'll learn how to find these entry points on your own and know which stop to marry it to. So that's what we're going to get to tonight. Um, please remember, I'm sharing with you information that I use in my own personal portfolio. I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you. I couldn't possibly say, go out there and do X. I don't know your risk tolerance. Okay. But what I can do is share 35 years of experience managing capital and share a process that over time will put you on the right side of probabilities over and over and over again when the reward is worth the risk. And if you execute a process like that, you'll be able to grow net worth and protect capital at the same time. Okay? So if you enjoy this, give me a thumbs up. I appreciate it. Of course, you can always subscribe to this channel or thearmorreport.com if you wish. Become an Armor Insider. Okay? So... Um, let me start with a discussion of MSOS. And we can take a quick look here. Whoops, that is not what we want to look at. Okay, let's take a look here. Okay, MSOS. All right. Now, this is the ETF of the U.S. cannabis stocks. So back here in this green box, you may recall we did a video, actually two videos on this channel. You can find it under the cannabis playlist explaining the virtues of MSOS and why we were using it as a hub for our cannabis portfolio, as the core of the cannabis portfolio. Okay. And what I talked about at the time was, um, number one, we respect the manager of the fund. Right And investing, before we talk about anything else, in my life, my whole life, when it comes to making the right investment, it starts with choosing the right people to work with. That could be a CEO of a company. It could be the manager of a fund. Okay, you got to find smart money. And you want to align yourself with that. Okay, so do your own research about the individual's managing this fund. And I think you'll find that you're going to want to align yourself. Step two is the fundamental research, right? Um, we talked about how uh, Todd Harrison, if you follow him on Twitter, you'll know who I'm talking about. CB1 Capital is, is the foremost analyst in the space, hands down. And I've been talking about that for three years. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you're, you're missing a huge swath of information that will help you understand this entire cannabis investment theme, okay? So we talked about how we're going to own this position. Now, what I read on Twitter over the weekend really was disturbing to me because it seems like a complete lack of understanding of the investment process. And this is what I want to get off my chest tonight because I really want to help you all understand um, the importance of managing risk when building a portfolio. The Armour Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. And I named it that. I wanted to put risk management in the name of this report and of these conversations because so many investors 
error on the side, trying to capture upside and forget totally about the risk management part. And I'm telling you guys, I've been here. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Those people who do that get carried off the trading floor when things get difficult. So I built the armor report for individual investors, just like yourself, who've decided to manage their own assets. Okay. Like I said before, I commend you for it. I think it's brilliant, but it's a monumental task. If over time you want to increase net worth. And you might think, ah, it's easy. It's easy, Brett. I just started a year ago and I'm making a killing. Let me tell you something, friend. This is not a normal stock market. This is a stock market fueled by massive Fed intervention. At some point, that will come to an end. And if you don't have the right risk management tools baked into what you're doing, they're going to carry you out. And I don't want to see that happen to you. Okay? So when I see on Twitter conversations about how MSOS and the returns of that fund are underperforming individual cannabis stocks. I say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a complete lack of understanding of what the purpose of MSOS is. First of all, you can't possibly seriously believe that cherry picking a couple of huge cannabis winners and comparing them to an ETF makes any logical sense. Okay, you're not, if you do, and I don't mean to offend, you're not thinking this through. That would be true for any ETF investment. You could take any ETF, an ETF in the, I don't know, EV space, an ETF in, you know, um, financials, energy, semiconductors. I don't care what, the FANG stocks you're always going to be able to cherry pick a name that did better than the ETF. You know why? Because it's an ETF. It invests in a lot of stocks in the group and not just one or two. It's like unbelievable Monday morning quarterbacking to say this stock outperformed a basket. Of course it did. There's always going to be stocks that outperform a basket. So the question you should be asking yourself is not, What's the total performance of this particular stock versus a basket? The question is, what's the point of buying a basket? And how is it performing? And the very first thought, the very first step for me in my personal capital is that by buying a basket, I reduce my risk. I'm reducing single stock risk. That's step one. I'm not even talking about the fact that I want to align myself with smart people. And so I'll have some capital in MSOS and YOLO because there's smart people running the funds. Okay. That's a whole nother conversation. And you can debate that with me if you want, but there's absolutely no debating the fact that you'll always be able to cherry pick one stock that outperforms a basket. Now let's look at the flip side. By owning a basket, you reduce single stock risk. 
So we can see recently somebody comes out and buys, let's say, Village Farms right at the top, and the next day they announce a secondary, and the stock drops 15%. On that particular day, if you look at YOLO, for instance, has a big Village Farms position, stock's not down 15%, right? That seems pretty obvious, pretty logical. So you're going to get upside in the space, but you're not going to get the air pockets down when one company that you choose does something that negatively affects the, 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 the value of that company, right? So when, when a company does a secondary, as a simple example, they're diluting current shareholders. Now, over time, that stock will go back up because we have a great investment theme going and all of these stocks are running right now. And I'm not afraid or I don't mind companies that are raising cash. But my point is, if you want a Monday morning quarterback, let's do it. Let's say you bought Village Farms right before they announced a secondary, okay? You're still sucking wind. Your YOLO position's not down to that degree, right? I hope this seems logical to most of you, but it seemed on Twitter that it was very confusing. So I just want to set it straight. Step one, having an ETF in the portfolio reduces single stock risk. So it wouldn't even remotely be apples to apples to compare performance without thinking of risk management. Not to mention the fact that the old adage on Wall Street is bulls and bears make money and pigs get slaughtered. So if the only thing that's on the mind of an investor is how much money I can make, they're going to get carried off the trading floor. I've seen it happen over and over again, and I want to save you that pain. When you manage your own capital, it's your responsibility to manage your risk. How can you do that with an ETF? You align yourself with smart people and you reduce single stock risk. Okay? So I just want to talk about that tonight so we all understand what the importance is. So from an armor report standpoint for our portfolios, which is my personal capital, I'm using a hub and spoke approach. I've got the hub of MSOS. That's where the majority of my capital is. And then spokes of my favorite ideas, but smaller position sizes to manage risk. Okay. And that's what I just wanted to share that information with you tonight. Okay. So if you have any questions about that, please fill up the board. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Okay. Um, there's also some erroneous facts going around about MSOS, YOLO. They are, they're involved in um, total swap agreements, okay, total return swaps. And there's just a lot of confusion and misunderstanding of what that means. And I, I can't go over every aspect of it tonight, but suffice it to say, um, I think individuals, before they postulate um, should do a lot of research to understand the product better. Okay. Certain things I can think of off the top of my head. There's a, there's an opinion about performance of things like MSOS and YOLO and how it's not capturing all of the upside because of these swaps. This is 
incorrect, right? You're, you don't understand the process, which is okay. It's a, it's a process that's hard to understand, right? And that's why I came out and did a video a few months ago to explain how these things work, right? There's a counterparty. There's an interme- intermediary between them, Bank of New York, Mellon, right? That guarantees the process. Guarantees it works smoothly, right? Money goes one way or the other way, depending on performance on that particular day of the asset. Okay? I read something ridiculous, like people were concerned maybe the counterparty shorting the stocks. Guys, you, you don't understand the process. And so instead of postulating and saying things that are um, revealing ignorance, it would be best to try to learn the situation. And I think you become more comfortable with the asset. If you have questions, I'm more than happy to answer it. I'm here for you. Become an Armor Insider. We can share information, talk about it all day long. Armor Insiders, as you know, guys, I'm, I know you're watching right now. We talk about these things throughout the day on our Slack trading desk. Okay? And we can share information flows as I was today during the trading session. All right. So let's move on from that. If you have questions about it, I'm here for you. Um, Let's jump into a discussion about a view. I want to show you step-by-step entry point, stop, entry point, stop. If you use stop losses and are not buying with discipline, they're going to chop you up. So I'm just going to skip right now to chart patterns. I'm going to show you what the entry points are married to the correct stop. Now, how do we find our entry points? We use algorithms. I share this information with Armour subscribers, right? The first two hours of the trading session, I'm sharing my computer screen so you all can see what the algorithms, whether they be day trading algorithms or multi-day investing algorithms, are showing us about each particular issue. So if you're asking me, how would you do it on your own? You have to come up with your own approach, right? Armor algorithms, just to give you an idea of how we created them. I use TradeStation, okay? We take off-the-shelf indicators, and there's hundreds of them. So this took a lot of time, a lot of backtesting, a lot of working between many different indicators, right? And a lot of indicators are just repeating the same information over and over, so it's not very helpful. So you've got to work through that if you're going to do it on your own. If you want me to share this information with you, I'm more than happy to do it. As an Armour Insider, you can ask me, hey, what does the stock look like? I'll run the, the algo for you. But for those of you who want to understand more how to do it, look, some, some parts of the Armour algo are obvious. We use stochastics, okay, but we use multiple stochastics interconnected makes it more effective, okay? You all heard things, of, you've heard about things like moving average, convergence, divergence, MACD. You've heard of perhaps directional movement index, DMI. Look, find the, in, the indicators that work best for you. And then what you want to try to do, I mean, if you can write code, what you want to try to do is interlace them all and you increase the probability of success. So what we're doing here, it's not a mystery. It's not a MIT black box approach with a neural network trying to guess direction. All we're trying to do with our algorithms is increase our probability of success, okay? And then execute that process over and over so probabilities work in our favor. That's how this process works. It's not that hard. I'll tell you the hard part. 
It's executing the process over and over and over again. It's not being thrown off your game because you put a couple trades on that lose money and you think there's something wrong. Okay? You do your work, you optimize, you write your algo, you know the probabilities work, and you just keep hammering away. And over time, they work. Okay? Now, market environments change, and that's why we use seven index ETF algorithms to give us overall risk-on, risk-off approaches for individual stocks. So there's layers to the armor algorithmic approach to help increase the probability of success and only put capital to work when rewards worth the risk. Look, seven out of 10 stocks follow the market. That's just a fact. Okay? So if you're fighting the market constantly, it's going to lower your probability of success. So what you want to do is start with a top-down view of the market itself. And when you get the right entry point there, and you say, okay, it's fertile ground to start planting seeds, then you go to your whiteboard, you use single stock algorithms, and you find the entry points. Okay? So I'm going to show you right now what the entry points are and a handful of names we're involved in right now in Armour Portfolios and what the stops are. Okay? Let's get to it. Let's start with MSOS. Okay? The original entry point was right in here. Okay? Right in here. Now, this is an aggressive trade, it looks like, because we're at the nine-day moving average when we're putting that trade on. But you can use aggressive moving averages and marry the right stop to it. So for us, this is a unique situation. MSOS came public back here, all right? But if you were to look at the stocks in MSOS, you're going to get a different picture that explains why MSOS, we were willing to buy it up here. Watch this. This is what TrueLeave looked like. Okay? We added to TrueLeave right in here. Okay? So we saw, and this is not just TrueLeave, every one of these, and this, you know, the four biggest names in MSOS were breaking out of perfect bases. So what we like to do is there's a first stage base which we like to try to buy the breakout of the first stage base, which is right in here. Okay, we missed that. We didn't buy that actually. So what we do is we buy the second stage base, which is the first pullback to the 50-day moving average. And what you want to do is buy as close to the breakout as possible. So our algorithms were telling us right here on this day, which is the 7th of October, that the reward to risk entry point was right and the probabilities were at their highest, we'd make money on that entry. And boy, did we make money. And so when we go over and look at MSOS, okay, October, what was it, October 20th? It was somewhere right in here was the breakout in that we were buying those four names, right? And then up here on this pennant formation, we're putting more capital to work. In this case, we're going to use the low of the pennant as our stop, which would have been the low of this day right here. Okay, let's move on. Let's look at um, Fastly. We talked a lot about Fastly today on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal. Okay, at Brett Rosenthal on Twitter. Now, um, this is a unique fundamental situation, uh, Fastly. I'm not going to go over the fundamentals right now. 
You guys can follow me if you want, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But tonight, we're just talking about entry points. So back in here, the armor report was getting long, fastly. Right in here, our algorithm says to us, get long the asset. The stop is tight, which would have been the low of January 6th. So we're buying before the breakout. What you guys want to try to do is you want to buy in the base closest to the stop. So your reward and risk, it's really overweighted towards reward because the risk is small, relatively speaking. It goes down and then boom, you're out, right? But the reward's enormous if it starts to move higher. Most people tell you to buy the breakout. I know William O'Neill loves to do that. I, I started that way. I can't stand buying the breakout. When everybody else is getting excited and breaking the stock out, I want to be making money already. Okay? So I really developed algorithms to help us find entries in the base, closest to the stock. But even today, the last day for us, the Armor Investing way, to add to Fastly is today, right here. Now, if this thing gaps up and runs, it, we're not chasing it, Right? The buy day, let's say you didn't buy it right in here. You could put it on right here, okay? The stop would be the low of today. Take a look at some successful trades. Let's go back. Let's go look at um, Green Thumb, okay? The entry point was this day along with uh, um, uh, True Leaf. The entry point was the same exact day. And boy, I love that. And that's another piece to the puzzle. You guys can write this down, right? You want to use algorithms that show you a big picture top down of the whole market because seven out of 10 stocks follow the market. And then what you want to try to do, the ideal situation, is to find the same chart patterns all across a group. Here's the reason for that. I like to say information makes money and institutions make markets. Institutions are hedge funds, endowments, okay? I'm talking big money, pension plans. Those are the guys driving the markets, not you and me. It's the big money that wants to put away a million shares of the stock, okay? So what's, what, when those big guys put money to work, they generally don't just buy one stock. They buy a theme and put money out across the theme. So what we're looking for are footprints of the elephants, and we want to get in while they're putting capital to work. And one of the best footprints to find is when you see the same chart pattern across all of the leaders in the same group. And there's nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, cannabis was unbelievable. Every chart pattern looked the same, right? That was green thumb. If, you closed, if I didn't show you the name of the stock, you wouldn't know. They're exactly the same, right? True Leaf. Here's Cure Leaf. Exactly the same setup, right? Here's Cresco Labs. Exactly the same looking chart pattern and setup. Notice how none of those stocks took out the low of the day we bought it. The low of the day we buy something has always been our best stop if you buy right. That's the key. That's the key. 
Okay? If you're buying three and four days later, you can't use the low of the day you bought it at the stop. And you shake it out too quickly. So let's go back to, um, let's use a new example. Look at Etsy. Okay, the Armour Report added Etsy. Well, first of all, back here was the original point, right? But then we just added Etsy recently right here. Right there. That was the, the day to add Etsy. Okay? Now, if somebody added Etsy the next day when it already exploded higher, look, you could make some more money off of that. That'll be okay. But you can't use the same stop we were using, right? Our stop was the low of the 11th. Pretty tight. Notice how it never challenged the stop. It's just going ballistic, okay? If you run out and chase Etsy and buy it now and you use the low of today as your stop, the probabilities of success change dramatically versus buying right. And buying right usually coincides with buying close to a moving average and a consolidation. So this was the 25-day moving average, tight to the base, okay? What's so compelling about Fastly is you're buying at the 50, the 25, the 100-day, the 9-day, the 14-day. The they're all tight to the base. So your stop is, is a no-brainer, okay? Take a look at IBM. Here's a fun one. All right, we were buying IBM right in here, breaking out of the base. And we've stayed with it through this whole consolidation as it makes a little pennant higher. Now, this is a turnaround story. It looks totally different than all the other things we're trading. But it's a turnaround story with a big, fat dividend. Okay? The buy point's right here as it breaks the downtrend and closes above the 200-day moving average. Notice how it never challenges the stop. And it's just making a whole new pennant. Okay? It takes out 130. The stock probably takes off again. Um, let's take a look at a couple of more and then I'll get to questions. How about Illumina? Illumina is one of my favorite examples because we have this perfect entry down here. Armor report, but capital to work right in here. See, we're tight to the base. We used an algorithm that told us the reward to risk was optimal at that point and the probabilities of it going higher were at its best. Doesn't guarantee we're going to make money. We take losses, but the loss here would have been ridiculously tight, right? The loss would have been a low of this bar right here. So the close of this bar is 301. 301, um, the, the, low, the close is 301.85, and the low of this bar would have been our stop, which would be 292.65. It's nothing. The risk is nothing compared to the reward that we captured. Okay, and I just posted this again on Twitter today. This is a classic shakeout breakout. I love shakeout breakouts. Had a great run right to the resistance, sold off three days in a row, pre-announced earnings. The market pretended it didn't like it. That was just to get rid of weak holders. Reverses and blows out. Now, we added Illumina to the portfolio early this morning. We're up on the stock by the end of the day, full disclosure. Okay. But theoretically, you could argue we're, three, we're two days late, right? Because the real stop on Illumina now should be this day right here on the 14th, okay? So this brings me to my next point. If you're buying a couple days late, 
recognize the fact that you're doing that. Be honest with yourself. Put on a position size that's smaller to manage the risk or accept that risk and don't mess with the position just because it goes down for a couple of days. Okay? If the risk seems too great to the stop, if you say to yourself, I can't lose that kind of money, I submit to you, your position size is too big. Don't manage your portfolio looking at your P&L. That never works. Manage the portfolio. Manage the portfolio looking at the correct entry and the correct stop. That's my thought for you tonight. I'll get to your questions now. Shoot. What do you got for me? Bruno, hi, Brett. Can you go over time, value, and knowledge? Oh, thank you for the time. You're welcome. Can you go over the chart of OSTK? I will. But it looks like I'm having trouble chatting with you all right now. It looks like my router is not working. I hope this is still getting through. I'll chat a little bit longer, see if I can get to some questions. problem pops up out of the blue and it really drives me crazy. All right. 